Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, and uh, Michelle, each and every week, I tell you, a lot of fun. Today, uh, we have on the show live with us Carl Minardo and J.P. Hervis. Carl is actually the co-founder and president of AIM Holographics. They have holographic technology. I got a chance to see it, and I got to tell you, it is unbelievable. It's really amazing how they can project someone 3D image, just like they're there, holographic image, really. I mean, it's it's just absolutely amazing, Michelle. And I know, you know, each and every week, we've just been having uh, some, some great stuff on. I know we had a chance in the past to have other folks on owning wineries and uh, leaders of big companies and execs, musicians, music stars, Vince Gill uh, being one and, and a variety of others, mm-hmm. just all over the country. Sean Hannity was on in the Wild Pass. So just kind of really uh, smorgasbord, I guess, if you will, of guests as well as talking about financial stuff. So if, the, if it's the first time you've listened to us and just joined us, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you enjoy the show today because we're going to talk initially about markets, uh, protecting wealth, what should we be doing with our finances right now. And a little bit later, we got a live interview with Carl Minardo and J.P. Hervis talking about holographic equipment and, uh, you know, holographics in, in general. And it's just amazing how that stuff has worked. It's become really a phenomenon around the, around the globe. And mm-hmm. they are uh, one of the exclusive rights here in the U.S., Michelle. It's really neat. It is very neat. And I think about, you know, some of the concerts that that have featured holograms. There was Mm. Tupac and Michael Jackson. I mean, this is and and for me, I am a huge Prince fan. So if they can get that uh, life would that that would be great. And so but it's very interesting. It's not just for concerts. And you can think about all the ways that holograms and holographic um, just can can work. And so I'm interested to hear what the kind of next step and next iteration of this uh, of this technology is. Oh, it's it's, it's amazing. And I got the, I got a chance to see it firsthand. And uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit later, but very, very neat. By the way, folks, we've had a, a great amount of presence online. It's amazing how many people have been listening to the show uh, kind of at their leisure. So if you go to leanonthewall.com, leanonthewall.com, you'll be able to learn a little bit more about us. We have three different financial companies, really managing and protecting wealth is what we do. Uh, advanced tax planning, legacy planning, all of those sorts of things. That's kind of the main crux. We've been helping folks since, you know, almost 2001, essentially. So it's been about 15 years now, Michelle. And then in addition, with this show, uh, which has just been a great value add, we feel a lot of people, a lot of penetration online. But if you go to radio and media, under you go to leanonthewall.com, click on radio and media tab. Uh, you'll you'll be a, see where you can go to iTunes or Stitcher, SoundCloud. So if you want to listen to us at your leisure, listen to previous shows, we're on those medium outlets or media outlets, iTunes and Stitcher, SoundCloud, and some others. Uh, your favorite podcast app, I should say, you can find us there. 
by searching Wealth and Health Show, or just click on leanonthewall.com, and that'll take you there. But Michelle, I know there's a few things you wanted to cover on the financial side, some questions that you had about some things that are going on now. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting because we've been watching the market and it's been kind of bouncing all around. It started off 2016 pretty much in the toilet, but it's mm-hmm. rebounded so far. And honestly, the stock market is probably the most common way a lot of us invest our money. Recently on CNBC, Jack Bogle, who's the founder of Vanguard Group, was asked what he thought our outlook should be on the markets. And here's what he said. The market is not cheap. The dividend yields are low. They've been that way for quite a while. If you're in the market for the long term, you have to accept the market's return, whatever it may be. And this is interesting because to me, it made me think of the whole risk versus reward. Because I don't know if right now the risk of being in the market is really going to pay off in the reward that personally I would like or many folks are looking for. So are there other options we can explore when it comes to our finances? Well, there sure are, Michelle. And I think one of the key things that people need to be looking at when they're looking at their finances, you know, one of the things that we like to, I like to use a lot of stories, right? Because Mm -hmm. we want it to be something that when people walk away from our conversation, they come in, they sit down, you know, they're in a place where most of the folks that we work with already have an advisor of some sort, or they're managing managing their money themselves, right? But they've been in a place where they've just kind of gotten frustrated with what's happening out there. So they want a second set of eyes. They want a second opinion on what they're doing. They're saying, you know, I just want a second set of eyes to see if I'm really maximizing my story the most advantageous way, I guess. And when you look at the markets overall, you know, a lot of people, the market, as you mentioned, was down and then it's, we're back up here. We kind of come back up and kind of flirting with 18,000, if you will. But what we know is the last high, Michelle, with the markets was almost the beginning of June 2015. Okay, so when we look at it from that perspective, we have not come back up to that last high high water mark mm-hmm. in the markets overall. And as as was mentioned, you know, the market right now is not cheap. So I think the idea of going all in is after a bull run that we've seen. And again, I talk about this uh, pretty repetitively, but it's important because I think preparation uh, leads to better results, advanced preparation, and that's what we want to be doing. So I think when people are looking at how they allocate their portfolio current, they got to be taking a look at where markets are current, what's happened in the past. And one of the biggest reasons, Michelle, that people actually end up losing a bunch of money, like people, a lot of folks did in 08, is because of greed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're in a situation where greed overtakes them or complacency, maybe that's another one, overtakes them. And, you know, they've kind of taken their eye off the ball. So we want to build out a financial house, just as if you were building your own house, right? How much money do you want in the foundation? How much, how much, how big should that, how, how strong should that foundation be when you're building your house? Oh, very well, it should strong. be pretty darn strong, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, you got storms come by, you got things happen. You want it to be strong. Same way with your finances. You know, what do you have with your wealth currently? Here's a question for those of you out there. How much of your wealth currently is in a place that we would consider it being the foundation? Meaning it's it's in a place where there's no risk to it, but you have some nice opportunity. I'm not talking about taking it and putting it in the bank or money market or, you know, that sort of thing. Because, because there are opportunities where you can take your money and be in a place where it's safe but you're, you're going to still have the opportunity to average three to five, four to six percent a year over time compounded. 
So how much of your money should be there? And then in the walls, taking calculated risk and doing things. And then maybe some of your money in the roof where you're taking risks that you can't necessarily control. So yes, there are ways, Michelle. The key, I think, for a lot of folks is sitting down and saying, okay, you know, how much risk am I really taking? What does it look like? You know, a lot of these money caller analysis, I was at a, a meeting uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was a gentleman running for Congress, and I was talking with some folks, and they were talking about how their advisor had ran all these projections for them, you know, and did the standard deviation and all these bell curves and different things on these real fancy charts, which is great. But at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily address the issue, I believe, of what's happening overall with the portfolio. God for the markets do really turn over. And in addition, if I'm taking income out. A lot of times those projections are done based on the fact that there's no income taking out. Mm -hmm. And that changes the way we take monies in our future. So it's really, really important to be reevaluating what that looks like and thinking outside the box, just as we're going to talk about a little bit later with those uh, holographic displays, you know, thinking outside the box. How can we do that? And speaking of thinking outside the box, it, it leads me to this second article that I saw in Money Magazine because it said we're lying to ourselves if we think we can determine when we're ready to retire without professional help. And for me, that that made me sit there and think, well, wait, what do you mean I'm lying to myself if I think I'm ready to retire without professional help? But Michael, why should we get professional help in, in figuring that out and professional financial help we're talking well, yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. You know, it, it leads me to think, uh, Michelle, of, I was having a conversation with uh, Cyrus. He's our oldest. He's eight years old. Mm -hmm. And we were just sitting down and, and they're homeschooled. Love it, by the way. They love it. And, you know, it's just so neat to watch them learn and grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's realizing he's starting to come to a place that he's realizing that there's thing, a lot of things that he doesn't know. You know, mm -hmm. and as he's learning about them, kind of the light bulb goes on and then he has the opportunity now to make his own decisions. So, you know, in, in relation to financial help, it's interesting. I've, I've interacted with so many different people, whether we're helping them specifically with their wealth or just in business over the years, and they're really good at what they do. They're really good at the business that they're in, you know, whether it's in the electrical industry, whether it's in consulting, whether it's in medical, whether it's in the industry uh, uh, field or building, real estate, you know, there's so many different things that you could be in, and they're really good at what they do. But the problem is, is that they're so focused. They've spent so much time learning and knowing and really mastering their craft at what they currently do that's made them successful that they've spent some time in the financial field, but not enough to really allow them the ability to structure a plan that gets them to where they want to go. And I was having this conversation. I was just in Texas uh, last week and I was meeting with a client down there, got a really great company, very blessed, uh, about a hundred million dollar company and really, really done well over the years. And, you know, we were just talking about the fact that his expertise is in what he does, but he really needs some help really setting up a game plan, a financial plan that covers not only protecting wealth, growing wealth, taking appropriate income when he sells the business, when he walks away, uh, as well as tax planning. How do we minimize taxation? You know, just growing money is great. But making sure, Michelle, that we minimize taxation mm -hmm. on the money we grow is even better, right? Right. I mean, Uncle Sam's part of our portfolio. <laughs> I know. So, he's, he, and he's named there, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got to say, you know, what are some ways that we can look at not just protecting and growing wealth, but doing it and in, in implementing things and structures and advanced strategies uh, to really kind of get Uncle Sam out of our pockets in relation to the portfolio. And that's all part of the the engineering process as we engineer a portfolio for consumers. So I think it's important to not allow your success in one particular industry to blind you 
to realize that you need help with your finances in other industries. It's okay. People have sought you out for your expertise. Mm-hmm. You need to do the same. And, and, and sometimes it's good to get a second opinion on that because it's, you, listen, you've worked your entire life for what you have. Now, speaking, Getting a second set of eyes is important. Right. And you mentioned a second opinion. And I wanted to let folks know that you probably have a quick question that you want to ask, Michael. You're thinking, okay, well, do I need a second opinion? What does that look like? You can go ahead, log on to leanonthewall.com. Scroll down, you'll see request review. You can click right there in the comments section. Enter your question for Michael. It'll go right to him, to the office. He can go ahead and answer that quick question because you might think, do I need a second opinion? Am I taking too much risk? I'm not quite sure what I should be doing just right now, but I just need this question answered. Michael and the team will be happy to go ahead and answer that. Again, that's leanonthewall.com. Request review at the bottom of your screen. Go ahead and Enter your information and your question in the comment section, and Michael will get back to you. And you know what? I want you to stay tuned because coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, we're going to hear from Carl Minardo and J.P. Hervis about holographic imaging and what's on the horizon with that. That's on the way next. There's an old saying, a goal without a plan is nothing more than a wish. If one of your goals is a comfortable retirement, it's going to take more than just wishing to make it happen. Fortunately, Michael Wall and the team at the Wall Financial Group can help. They specialize in helping families protect and grow their wealth. And they can customize a strategy to help you achieve the kind of retirement you deserve. Instead of just wishing, why not take the first step towards actually making something happen? Call 866-943-2351 and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 866 943 2351 or visit leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through RetireWell LLC. RetireWell LLC and Wall Financial Group Incorporated are not affiliated. Wall Financial Group Incorporated is a financial services firm that offers a broad array of products and services. Insurance products offered through Wall Financial Group Incorporated, licensed in Florida, Pennsylvania, and several other states. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. We're joined this segment by some really, really great guests. I'm excited to share uh, some of the technology and some of these thoughts and ideas that I think you're going to love. You're probably going to want to visit them online. They got a really neat thing going on. It's called AIM Holographics. And I'm joined live in studio with J.P. Hervis. He is a media liaison and works with a lot of different companies, as well as Carl Minardo. He is the co-founder and president of AIM Holographics. And quite an interesting story. I actually had the opportunity to go down in uh, uh, Florida when I was traveling. I travel all over the country in a lot of ways, and I was able to go down and actually visit with them in their studio where they kind of exhibited to me, I guess, all the different types and array of holographic equipment all the way down from, you know, smaller units all the way to the big stage where you can really go go crazy and do lots of neat things. If you were out there and you saw the tribute, there was a tribute a little while back to Tupac. Probably a lot of you out there don't listen to Tupac. <laughs> but at the end of the day, there was a tribute to him as well as Michael Jackson. I believe they did a little while back as well. Um, just really, really neat utilizing 3D and holographic technology. And this has come so far in just a short period of time. And now Carl is the co-founder and president of AIM Holographics. And I believe, Carl, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys have exclusive rights in the United States for this equipment, technology, et cetera. I know it's a global deal, uh, but I believe you guys are the exclusive uh, uh, rights to, to license to 
basically sell this equipment in the U.S. Is, is am I correct there? Yeah, we are the uh, exclusive licensee in certain markets within the continental United States for both uh, types of technology. So it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Well, tell me, um, first off, welcome, guys, to the show. Thanks, thanks for coming. For, thanks for, thanks having, for having, us. having us. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Carl, let me just start off with this. What caused you to decide... To, you know, to kind of say, hey, I want to get into this. I want to jump into this holographics. Not every day somebody says, hey, I want to get into holographic technology. What caused you to want to do that? Well, like any great idea, Michael is on a golf course. Yeah. My partner and I were playing golf, and he had an idea about uh, doing something with holographic technology in mausoleums, as strange as that may seem. Huh. Uh, and it evolved from that in a two-year process, and I did travel uh, across the uh, country and in Europe looking at what I thought was the best technology to bring AIM holographics to life. Hmm. Wow, that's awesome. So you were you kind of did a lot of research and decided that this is where you wanted to kind of place your hat, so to speak. Now, I know, JP, you've come alongside and really been uh, key in the process of kind of helping promote and be a part of this as well. What's your take on all this stuff? Well, you know, from my background, Michael, that I love storytelling. And yeah. ultimately, I believe for any company, storytelling is what connects you hmm. to your audience, no matter who the target is, no matter what it is that you do. Right. And Holographic projections, this level of technology and applying it for different industries, for B2B, for professional use, connecting with customers, is just a next level technology idea, next level storytelling idea. You tell stories of yourself, of your university, we're going to get into all these things, of your company, and it's a, it's a new way to connect and to get people's attention. So it's an opportunity to do storytelling with technology that we thought was only kept for movies. Yeah. Isn't that great? I mean, you can, it's something where that's what I thought was kind of neat is, is when I saw it, it was like, wow, this is, this is something that you could have at your home. And this is something you could use for business. And this is something you could use in a variety of different settings because there's all types of different price points. We're going to talk about that. And folks, I wanted to have them on just because again, the goal of the show at any point in time is just to add value, give thoughts and, and just kind of help bring to you things that are different than you're used to hearing each and every day. And that was one of the things that I was really intrigued by. JP gave the call. I went down and met Carl and sat there in front of the stage and watched this guy playing violin and all that and seen uh, Queen Elizabeth or Queen, who was it? Who was on, was, was is that what it was? Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Waving to me. I'm like, wait, she's not even there. It was really pretty cool. Uh, so the importance of investing in next level technology, obviously in, in, in the investment realm, which obviously is what we do, we're always looking for new ideas and new things, thinking outside the box you're seeing Facebook now, huge company that's investing in other technologies and things. And I really believe that this kind of technology is going to be a next up and coming. You know, as people are kind of want the next newest, coolest, funnest thing out there. It's not going to be for everybody, but for specific markets, it's going to be really good, I believe. So what is your thoughts as far as who the target market is here? Who this is really set up to help well, Carl? Well, there's some core issues that bring this to your heart. And mm. so we really looked at it saying, wow. My grandfather was a great person. I don't have anything showing him. I have a picture, which is just plain picture. And we said, why not capture this? And that was the genesis that really pulled at your heartstrings and said, this technology could be used in this arena to create a legacy for yourself and to create a legacy for your family to last for perpetuity and a 3D holographic projection. Mm. From there, obviously, as we went on, there are different sales uh, areas that this will go into in retail would be one and certainly in higher education uh, uh, it would be wonderful for that. Mm. Very great for donor recognition. It doesn't exist 
as we sit here today. Yeah. Okay. So donor recognition, uh, education, uh, using for lasting memories of family members, et cetera. How do you see this being used maybe on a global scale? I, you know, you mentioned education. You know, I was just, I had the opportunity to, uh, a little while back, I was speaking at Liberty University just motivationally. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of these colleges are now in a place where they're going to a college campus is still very popular, but doing college, you know, online or somewhere else is becoming more and more of a norm. So is using this technology with institutions like that in particular, donor recognition and all that, how do you see that kind of coming to fruition? It's really wonderful because I've taken classes online, Mike, and looking at that flat screen, I want to just go. (laughs) So the truth of the matter is this is a very dynamic three-dimensional projection. Hmm. It's telepresence. All of the equipment has embedded cameras in it, so it can be seen anywhere in the world. So you can have a professor in Hamburg teaching classes in San Francisco, and it's like he's standing there talking to the class. Yeah. It's wonderful. And, you know, one of the things, JP, that I thought was interesting when I saw this equipment um, kind of in, on demonstration live. It was amazing. You were talking about the, the person speaking. They were kind of following you. So what's interesting, folks, if you can picture you're standing there and you're looking at a projection, you're looking at someone that is looking at you and they're not real. They don't exist. Uh, but as you move around the room, left, right, you know, whatever it may be, maybe jump up and down, depending on how excited you are, but they're, <laughs> they're following you with their eyes. And I thought, wow, it's amazing. And that's the camera, the technology and everything. What are your thoughts, JP, as far as why it's important to think outside of the box for folks with this, uh, type of technology? Well, whether it's this holographic projection technology or any, anything new where you just kind of see it for the first, first time and say, wow. Uh, it goes back to one of the, the kind of professional ideologies I have when it comes to media relations and storytelling for companies. And that's, you got to pretend like everybody has ADD. Yeah. You really have to capture someone's attention because nowadays, especially in a mobile marketing technology world, if you're not interesting as, uh, in teaching a class as a professor in how you display your retail item in a window, you're not getting the attention of whether it's a student or a consumer or a professional a partnership of some sort. So when I think about trying to invest in technology, it's because I want to do something that makes someone stop and look at me, look at my brand, look at my window, watch my class, anything like that. So that's one. Mm. I, I think that's a place to look first. What is that? As we call it, wow factor technology yeah. where someone's doing a double take because yeah. nowadays it's very, there's 200 television channels. There's 300 radio stations before you even think about one <laughs> on, online. Exactly. There's, there's everything in social media and it's all at the palm of your hand. So you better do something to get somebody's double take attention yeah. or they're going to move on to the next client. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's interesting you said that JP, because you know, the online presence for us has just grown tremendously. We've seen, obviously this show airs on a variety of stations, but online via iTunes and, and, and Stitcher, SoundCloud, you know, all that kind of sort of thing. It's amazing the way people are viewing media today. And you're right. They're doing it in such a way they're they're doing it on their own on their own time when it's convenient to them. And so because there is so much noise out there. You know, it's interesting you said about a storefront. And I thought, wouldn't it be a great idea if you're walking by Macy's, right, downtown New York City or wherever else, and you see a projection and it's a, and it's a hologram, obviously they're promoting it. So you're walking in, it's like, wow, this is really cool. It's not even a real person, but they're live following you, looking at you and all these sorts of things. I think that's a great example for 
for 70 years now in, in New York or, or any major city, when you have those window displays, yep. it was a battle between stores. Who has the coolest window display? Yeah. I remember being a kid and walking through the streets of New York and seeing the great holiday season window displays. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a wow factor. Yeah. But that was before you could buy a holographic projection yeah. and have different models projecting as if they're actually there yeah. and changing different outfits or, 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 or shooting different scenes. Walking across like the window, you know, walking all kinds of different window, things. Engaging yeah. in the people that are walking by the window as well yeah. and interacting with them. That's wow factor. And yeah. that can be applied once again in so many different ways. And companies, once again, whether it's for AIM holographics and you're trying to use holographic projections or anything else, what are you doing that's next? Yeah. That's going to make people see something they haven't done before that makes sense for your product or your company. Absolutely. So folks, if you're listening, out there and you're saying, okay, you know what? This is kind of interesting. I'd like to learn more about it. Best way to find out about this is go to AIM Holographic, A-I-M, AIM Holographics with an S, aimholographics.com. If you missed the first part of the show, go ahead and click to lean on the wall, leanonthewall.com. You can listen to the first part of the show. Just click on the radio media tab as well as uh, other parts of the show. But you know, it's really interesting when we talk, Carl, about the idea of the storefront technology, right? I know we only have about a minute left here to wrap up the, the segment, but what's interesting is this. A lot of these companies in big cities, you know, the cost of being there at the storefront is so crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's off the charts, right? So a lot of times they realize that they're there. It's really a marketing thing. It's not necessarily selling inventory per se, even though that's part of their goal at that particular store, but it's marketing, right? So it's, it's, leaving, it's leaving a lasting impression. Just a quick thought for about you know 40 seconds, if you can wrap it in that, put you in there, but any quick thoughts where people can say, you know what, this is something we need to check out to leave a lasting impression on legacy, family, business, et cetera. I, I just think, Michael, that it's so unique and it gives such a dynamic impression. Mm. In, in the corporate marketplace, you can control your message yeah. and deliver it exactly the way you want it delivered. In a not-for-profit setting, it's the same thing. And and that is your best shot when someone's sitting there idly in your lobby to get their attention mm-hmm. is, hey, this person's looking right at me and they're talking to me no matter where I walk in that room. Plus, the telepresence piece allows you to take this internationally. Yeah. So there's no boundary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, I want to thank you for coming in today, JP, Carl, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And folks, again, if you have questions, visit leanonthewall.com, click radio media. You can listen to the show or go to aimholographics.com. Folks, thanks again for tuning in each and every week and uh, looking forward to you joining next week because we've got some great thoughts and ideas to share. But here's to living well in retirement and in life. And we will talk with you soon. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. And to find out more about Michael and the entire team at Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated. Hey folks, Michael Wall here. Those of you who know me are aware that I'm a strong believer in the American dream, success through hard work. But I also believe in giving back, and that's why I'm constantly on the lookout for organizations that improve the lives of those who need our help the most. And one of those organizations is the March of Dimes. The money raised by the annual March for Babies helps moms right here locally have healthy, full-term pregnancies. It also funds research to find solutions to the problems that threaten our babies. If you believe, as I do, 
that every baby deserves a fighting chance, then please join me in supporting the March of Dimes in whatever way you can. Find out how by going to marchforbabies.org. Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And I'm your host, Michael Wall. And uh, each and every week, as you join us and listen in, hopefully have a lot of fun and enjoy the weekend and really share thoughts, topics, and ideas that are going to help you live well in any economy, enjoy life in general, and uh, I know, Michelle, we got a great guest coming on today. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. I met her a little while back in uh, just a neat family, uh, Gudrun Quillo. They actually have two wineries, and um, they have a really neat story talking about their new 90C low-calorie wine, and it's kind of a lot of fun of where that, all that's come from. We'll get to that a little bit later, but boy, each and every week, it's, this has been so much fun. Just some of the guests we've been able to have on, just very blessed, and uh, and just sharing value and insight in all that we do, and, and really seeking and sharing wisdom from other folks uh, including uh, in, in an array of industries, as well as ourselves in the financial industry, to uh, really help people be more educated. And I think that matters, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I am so excited uh, for this interview coming up later on in the show because I am a fan of wine. Um, and the fact that there is a wine that is out there that is 90 calories, I, I just don't know what to do with myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it looks like you know what your Christmas gift is already, exactly. right? Exactly, woo! <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no doubt about it. And boy, what a crazy week! Uh, yes. A past couple of weeks passed with all the things going on with Prince and yeah, all the things happening in markets and boy, just a you know, obviously the election season and all the things that are happening out there. And folks, I'll tell you, it can be challenging to know what to do, where to go, and. Uh, kind of how to live your life. And so that's really our goal. If you've never visited us online, if you've first time you listen in, uh, by the way, you can listen to the show in any format. It's a variety of formats. If you visit leanonthewall.com, again, leanonthewall.com, there's a place, uh, obviously you can check us out. I have three financial companies, but there's also a radio and media tab where you can click on and, and tune into the show through a variety of different formats at your leisure, which is a lot of fun. It's funny, Michelle, I, I have a lot of folks that I've talked to that are actually listening to the show mm-hmm. via iTunes or a podcast or whatever, even though we're on a variety of different radio stations as well. But they're listening that way because they're saying, Mike, you know, hey, we really, uh, life is busy and I want to listen when it's comfortable and convenient for us. And a lot of times they're listening even at one and a half times speed, which is right. <laughs> interesting <laughs> for those achievers out there, right? Right, right. For those high achievers out there. And, you know, that's interesting. I think that's great because a lot of people are trying to figure out, okay, how can I make this work for me, whether it is Mm. listening to financial shows or listening to your music or really what to do with your nest egg. How is that going to work for me? Because, you know, Mm. I've been working for this money that I've accumulated and I want to be able to protect it. But how do I also get my money to work for me as well? And I wanted to ask you about this article that I recently saw in Business Insider 
And it said that individual investors are now starting to grow to actually hate the stock market. And that might not change for decades. So, Michael, if we're afraid of the stock market, if we're growing to hate the stock market, but we really want to figure out how to make our money work for us, what should we be doing with our retirement nest eggs now? Well, you know, Michelle, it's an interesting point. You know, investors and even families uh, that we're helping them with their wealth, you know, we're kind of seeing that a little bit. When when folks come to us, they're, they're kind of tired of you know, the status quo. They're tired of the, hey, just hang in there and all mm-hmm. that because you're right. I mean, we're really in a situation. I did a video a couple of weeks ago, uh, did an interview and I sent it, we really sent it out to a bunch of folks talking about the overall trends of the market, mm-hmm. what's happening, where we are. And I really believe that we're in the middle of about a 20 year flat market. I really believe that. You know, when you take a look at 2000 all the way to where we are now, obviously there's been some growth but the market is set up in such a way that I believe, you know, it hasn't, it, it kind of bumped back through the 18,000 level. It wasn't able to hold that. It's, it's coming down again a little bit. And, um, you know, where it's going to end up here, we don't know. But I, I really believe we're in a situation where we're set up for a little bit of a decline. It might be a significant decline. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, we've actually been in the process and, and, and have in the past even as well, putting different portfolios together that give families and, and, and really investors the opportunity to uh, be in a place where we can really understand the downside risk. And, you know, not just do those. It's one thing when you do all the analysis and standard deviation, all these things, but it's another thing. I'll give you an example. I, w- I was speaking with a couple uh, last week and um, we were just chatting about some different things. And they were saying, well, you know, I sat down and I had this analysis with my current situation. And they basically showed me that, you know, if the market does this, my portfolio could do that. And if the market does this, my portfolio could do that. And there was a, a, we'll call it wiggle room space, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where, you know, hey, the portfolio could go up this high or could go down that low, whatever. And that's fine. But one of the things that I don't hear people talking about is how much of our portfolio do we want to actually take off the market? Right. You know, it's almost like when you build that financial house, right? There's going to be an element of your house that's called the foundation. And we need to make sure that that foundation is done right the first time Mm -hmm. so we can be in a place where when a hurricane comes through or a major disaster comes through or, you know, a major wind if you're up north or just a storm, wherever you are in the country, you know, you're in a place where that foundation is going to hold. Same way with the portfolio. So what I'm just not, what I'm not hearing when I'm speaking with these families that are coming in for a second opinion on their wealth Michelle, as I'm not hearing that they're getting the service or they're getting the focus of, hey, how much of your portfolio should we actually take off market? Right. And unfortunately, a lot of people are in a situation where they think that when you take the money off market, meaning in different investments that have no market risk, mm-hmm. they're going to be in a place where they have to put it in a bank or a CD where they're making nothing. Right. And that's not the case. You know, there's things out there. There's been a lot of studies done from the Wharton School of Business showing different investment structures that give the opportunity uh, to average a nice rate of return, a reasonable rate of return, while taking zero market risk. So I'm not saying you want to do that with all of your portfolio, but you know sometimes it's important to say, okay, how much of our portfolio do we want to take off market so that way maybe you can be a little less frustrated with the market? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, and I think that's helpful along the way. And then obviously evaluating those investments, you know, are you in private equity? Are you in different non-traded things? Are you in, what does your managed portfolio look like? And also what's the exit strategy? Mm-hmm. I was talking with a manager. He's actually manages a fund uh, that we were uh, looking at potentially bringing into the fray, Michelle. We were having a conversation and I said, what, what's your exit strategy? God forbid the markets turn over and drop 40, 50%. 
And the answer was, well, you know, we just feel like the portfolio that we've built out is, is a great portfolio and we're in this for the long haul and we're just going to kind of be there. I said, so what you're saying is you're going to ride it out. Is that what you're telling me? And he said, yeah, that's basically what I'm telling you. I said, well, you know what? The folks that we're working with, they've already built their wealth. They want to grow their wealth, but they want to grow it reasonably. And, you know, the idea of just kind of riding it out is just not an option. It's just not an option in my mind and in our world. And so, Michelle, we kind of tend to think a little bit differently. And that's, I think, what resonates with the folks that we connect with. And I think that's a great point, because when you look at it, it is thinking out the box. It is thinking differently and not just going along with the crowd or this is the way we've always done it and the way it's always been done. But when you do look at it, if you have uh, your entire portfolio in the market or tied to the market and, and the market, as you said, does take a dip. Then mm-hmm. your entire portfolio takes a dip. And then you have to think of the ramifications of that instead of, okay, let's look and let's protect the foundation. It, it's, you know, the foundation of a house, no one really wants to look at that. That's not what they dress up and they do when they're trying to sell a house. But right. the foundation, if there's a crack in that foundation, the house can be the most beautiful house in the world, but you're going to have to do a lot of work. Well, that's right. And, and so what happens is, you know, the foundation is the unseen part of the house, right? It's underground. You don't see it. Uh, but it is probably one of the most important pieces. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, unfortunately, what's happened, Michelle, in the financial industry is, you know, a lot of companies, and not there's anything wrong with charts and graphs and all that, but a lot of companies have for a long time been flashing a lot of fancy charts and graphs and information. And not that we don't use some of those things from time to time, but the point is... Um, that's all that's shown. And hey, look at this technology and look at that technology. And these are all good things. But what actually happens when we look at the entire piece of the pie and what kind of conversation are we having that's different uh, than we've had before? And so I think that's what people are looking for. Again, Mm -hmm. when, when we connect is they're saying the thought process of these guys are a little bit different. When we sit down with a family and kind of go through the questioning of, you know, what are the goals? What are the needs? What are the desires? Which is a common conversation. Right. But then we start talking about, okay, what part of the portfolio are we looking at off market? What are we doing for advanced tax planning strategies in relation to the portfolio? You know, it's just like uh, Gudrun, as as we're going to talk next segment, Mm -hmm. you know, they have wines in a variety of different areas, but they saw a need for a locale wine that is actually uh, tastes good. Right. Right. So what we want to do is we want to say, hey, you know what? We see a need for uh, something in the industry that's kind of a We'll call it a locale investment. It's mm-hmm. not gonna. It's not gonna do crazy returns. But we're gonna do some things that are off market, where we retain our growth when we make it. And we know that. Listen, rising tide, low tide, whatever it may be, with the markets, we're gonna be okay because we've created a more, I believe, solid plan than some of the things that we have of just being all in. Right, and I think that is a great point right there because you want to have a solid plan that then will not eliminate, but really kind of take down some of the worry that you would have. Right. And part of that, building that plan is really figuring out where you are currently. And Michael, I know that we like to do the wealth and health package. And part of that package is a cost and risk analysis to find out what costs are going on and analyze your costs and where your risk is at. And along with that, we're also talking about seven tips to a healthy life. And so I know this package um, consists of 
an appointment, which is part of the cost and risk analysis. But I know that, you know, you've been super busy right now <laughs> for the past couple of weeks. So yeah. how many how many folks, how many packages are we able to to give out this week? Well, this week, uh, you know, we really are going to have two, maybe three time slots available uh, where we can fit into the calendar to sit down and uh, connect with people and just have a conversation, a cup of coffee and a conversation about what their story is and uh, see if there's ways we can improve it. And by the way, Michelle, I just want you to know, because we are kind of boutique and exclusive, if, if we find that we can't improve the f- client situation, which often does not happen, usually we're able to do that. But if we find that, then, you know, we go by our ways and we've got a second opinion and it was well worth our time. But mm-hmm. oftentimes there's ways we can improve. But I would say this week, probably two, maybe three, maybe three if we stretch it. All right. Let me give the phone number. It's 866-943-2351. That's 866 866- Nine four three twenty three fifty one. Give that phone number a call to get in touch with Michael and the entire team, or you can head to the web, leanonthewall.com. Stay tuned. We're going to hear from Gudrun Quillo and low-calorie wine. That's on the way next. Hey, folks. It's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. And uh, boy, we're joined, Michelle, today with a special guest. I'm really excited to have her on. Uh, I've actually had a chance to meet at her office warehouse slash, you know, wine distribution center here in uh, the gardens in Florida. And really, really neat stuff going on. I know we talked about it previous segments, some mm-hmm. of the things that she has happening and how the wine space and the world of wine is really changing and evolving for those that want to look for wines that are more, we'll call it body sensitive, body friendly, you know, healthier, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all of those things, right? So I'm sitting across the table in studio here with Gudrun Quillo. She is the owner of two award-winning wineries in Tuscany. Uh, one is named Livernano, which actually they have a yacht that is still, is it still for sale? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Still for sale. So it's if you're the out, wine vessel, there you go. To show out to drink bed wine. That's right. So if you're in the market for a yacht, they they got a great one there for sale. And also the second winery is uh, help me with this Casavento. Casavento. Am I saying that correct? Yes. yes. And uh, she has. They have several different selections in, in their uh, portfolio, but they have a new wine uh, mm-hmm. that is come out about a year and a half ago. Is year that right? Ago, correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's called Ninety C. So we want to talk a little bit about that okay. today. But uh, Gudrun, thanks for joining us on the show. Oh, thank me. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. So tell me, um, give us a little bit of history, you know, uh, into why you got into the wine business, why you decided to do 90C. Where did this all come from? Oh, well, when we bought our wineries in Tuscany, um, in 1997, we had decided that we really wanted to make something special and make a a tent um, in the wine industry. Um, Everything started from the beginning and my husband said, you know, 
in his day of his age, he doesn't buy green bananas anymore, so everything had to be perfect. <laughs> and uh, we did. The first vintage that we had was in 2006. And out of the box, we got uh, 94 points for our Janus Super Tuscan, hmm. 100% Cabernet. And from there on, um, we really... Only 94 points? Only 94 <laughs> points, yes. We have not achieved 100 yeah. yet, but, um, you know, we're not the Californian industry. It's, uh, it I'm is kidding. Still that's Italy. very good. It's yeah. very good. So right Robert out of the Parker, box, right? Right out of, uh, I mean, right that's out of the box, yeah. yeah. So that we are located in the heart of uh, Chianti Classico. So that okay. means that we are in the Super Tuscan area, mm-hmm. around 45 minutes uh, south of Florence and mm-hmm. 50 minutes north of Siena. Um, the typical grape that you grow there is the Sangiovese grape and, of course, Merlot and Cabernet. You know, we have um, turned our vineyards into organic vineyards. Mm. So we are organic in the fields. We are also organic in the cellar. We um, just started developing our own DNA with um, the yeast. We are growing our own yeast. Mm. Um, trying to do everything possibly to make it really healthy for your body. Mm. Um, as we all know, you know, um, the wines with, with the monks created. And and, um, and that was interesting. We yeah. talked about that at your office. Yeah. I didn't realize that. It was basically kind of a substitute for, for water because, yeah. you know, water was so contaminated. Mm-hmm. And um, they started making the wines with really very low um, alcohol so that they can actually drink it the whole day long. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> And I know, you know, one of the other things that I noticed when we met is uh, just your passion for what you do. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're really in a place where you're enjoying what you're doing and that's evident. It really comes through. Uh, what What is, uh, so you got into this 90C space, yes. which obviously is lower calories. Right. And, and, well, expl- and that's what I wanted to jump in and ask. And maybe you were yeah. about to ask this, Michael, but 90C, tell me about the name and what that is so when people look at it and they see when they find it what exactly is 90c and why did you choose that name okay so basically um a five ounce pour of a glass of wine is normally 130 to 140 um, calories per glass Mm, so when um quite some time ago um i was invited uh by virginia phillips to come to her wine academy shop to do a a wine class for a chianti classico and about my wines and after um, I said yes, and I did one of her wine classes, she got quite impressed, you know, with my knowledge of the winemaking um, end of it. And um, Virginia Philip, as a lot of people know, she's one of the very few few female master sommeliers in the world. And there are actually only 23 out of there. Mm. Um, so obviously I had great respect for her. And then she, you know, it, was, it became a neutral respect for each other. <laughs> So um, she had this idea and this vision, but she wouldn't say anything up front. She just asked if she could come to Italy and um, see my facility. Um, a couple months into it, she came and, and she was quite impressed about um, our operation that we have over there. And uh, she approached me with this project of um, low-calorie wine. And I had in the back of my mind um, Skinny Wines and some other brands out there. And um, I honestly, if I may say so on the air, I was not very fond of that. <laughs> so being Livanano and having all of this mm. um, high award-winning um, medals and, mm-hmm. and uh, points that we got, I was not quite sure if I really wanted to get into that. So I asked her kindly if I may think about it. And she said, sure. So in Italy, you know, we are very close-knit with our neighbors, mm-hmm. and I'm really truly hands-on in the fields. So when our neighboring estate asks us to help them pick their grapes, I've you know, gladly volunteered because they always give you free food and free wine <laughs> in exchange. And um, 
yeah, so um, I got something to eat and to drink, and I was quite impressed with the wine that they served me. So I asked the owner if I may take a bottle of this wine home. And he said, sure. I immediately, I took it home. I ran inside to the wine cellar. I told Alberto, our in-house winemaker, I says, Alberto, can you please analyze this and see how many calories it has? And sure enough, it came out with 90 calories. Wow. Mm. So I called Virginia up and I says, Virginia, I'm in. I'm going to go and make the wines for you. Mm. So with, with that said, so the 90, uh, 90 seed, 90 calorie, that was the idea. So we wanted to see and have immediately shown um, with the name and with the label mm -hmm. that 90 C stands for uh, low calorie. Uh, it, of course, has um, lesser um, contents of alcohol. It only has 11%. But um, even though just having lower calorie counts and, and um, with, with the 90C, I just wanted to make sure that the quality is there. Right. So um, that was the most important thing. We are, it's, everything is estate grown. Um, we use uh, Merlot, Cabernet, Sangiovese, the typical grapes that we have in Tuscany. Mm -hmm. um, we pick two weeks prior of maturity so mm. that the alcohol content is a little bit lower. Reduced, yeah. Yeah. We um, press very cold mm -hmm. and ferment cold. And then actually what we do is our fermentation after the malolactic is done in the bottle. Mm. Um, so our wine ages much better in the bottles with the 90C. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we have a rosé, um, Sangiovese. So the rosé comes, you know, from the red uh, grape. It's, it only lays on the skin for four hours. Mm. And then it's actually fermented like white wine. Mm. And then we have um, the Chardonnay, um, which is also a state grown from Casalvento. And, you know, one of the things, Michelle, that I thought was interesting mm -hmm. uh, when we kind of looked at her operations and kind of went through some stuff as we were sitting together is uh, on the bottle, mm -hmm. it has the nutrition facts. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, kind of a first industry, isn't this it? This is the first one ever, yeah. yeah. So it was quite a battle with the FDA, but we got it approved after, yeah. you know, some months back. But yes, it is the first one ever with a um, calorie count on the back label. Yeah. And that's that's a huge thing. Hey, listen, anytime you can uh, make something and mm -hmm. then put on the put on the label what's actually in it and people mm -hmm. feel comfortable about yes. it, right? I mean, it creates a lot more comfort. I mean, you're really kind of saying, listen, this is what we've done in the beginning and, and not trying to hide anything instead of having something in there. And I know we see that even in the financial field sometimes where, yeah. you know, a lot of people are saying, what do I actually own in my portfolio? What's right. going on? And we want yeah. to be a little bit more yeah. forthcoming. So we can, we tend to run that up, down that track as well. One other quick question that I have here, just a few minutes left, the need for this in the wine community, what, what are, obviously Virginia was one that kind of helped you, you guys together spearheaded and now yes. you're a team. Yes. Um, but the need for this in the wine community, people asking Hey, we'd like to see something that's a little lower in calorie that we can enjoy to drink, but not be so. You know, what are you what are you seeing that way? Um, I, in my point of view, um, you know, they always say at one bottle, whatever bottle is bought, the same day it's going to be consumed. Mm. So really, um, these kinds of wines you don't have them lay around for years and years and years, mm -hmm. and you don't really want them to age. They are here to be drunk. Mm -hmm. We live here in Florida in a community where everybody plays golf. You know, people like to. Um, be at the pool, but still want to have a skinny body, you know, <laughs> right. and days are long and the suns are out for a long period of time during the day. So yes, uh, people came to the shop and uh, we also own a market in Palm Beach called Amici Market and mm. people have been coming in asking, you know, do we have anything in a low category wine that actually tastes good? And then we can proudly say, yes, we do. Mm -hmm. So 90C is really well received. Um, it is being poured um, in a lot of hotels um, mm -hmm. by the pool. Um, in a lot of restaurants, especially here, you know, in the Palm Beach County and Miami area. 
and uh, we tested it out uh, for one month prior of being available for the public. And it was amazing how well it was received. People mm. really enjoyed it, um, enjoyed the taste, and mm. actually always ask for a second glass. Mm -hmm. So 90 calorie, 90 C, I think fits perfect into this market. And as I said prior to it, they are organic. Mm -hmm. We have very, very little sulfide in there. Whatever is in, in uh, one spoon of dried raisin mm -hmm. of sulfide, this is actually in a whole barrel of 225 liters. Wow. wow. So it is just there to stop the fermentation and not for aging. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, you know, our DNA, we have our own yeast. We grew our own yeast. So we're very, very proud of this product. And Virginia and I really, truly stand behind it. And, you know, Michelle, one other thing that, that was interesting is, as we were chatting, they uh, the price point, I thought, was very reasonable for the yeah. wine. I mean, it everything was, is under $20. Yeah. You know, um, it is priced by the glass, so people mm -hmm. can really enjoy it uh, when they go to a restaurant and can say, do you have the 90C and people too? And they enjoy it, yeah. So we're kind of coming close to the time here, but if they want to find out more about 90C... Well, we have our website, mm -hmm. so you can go to www.90cwine.com. Mm -hmm. In there, you can find out, you know, where you can get it. It is actually available in all of Crown Liquors here in Florida. Of course, at the Wine Academy in West Palm Beach and Clematis with Virginia Philip Amici Market in Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. You can also go onto our website, Livanano, mm -hmm. which is l i v e r n a n o dot com, mm -hmm. and that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. So 90C Wine. If you want to find out more about this wine. Uh, the story, just kind of an interesting story. They also have like a little uh, bed and breakfast on the, is that on? It's actually not a bed and breakfast. I'm what is it? Tell me, it's an estate, this. yeah. Uh, my husband bought this Livanano, which actually was a town that was abandoned in 1953. Oh, mm. wow. Um, and um, he brought it uh, back to life. I really honestly did not have that vision that he had because mm. um, having trees growing out of the houses and, <laughs> right. and everything caved in, Yeah, it took us 17 years. We wow. restored it. So we have five uh, buildings restored. Um, the church is there. Um, everything is organic. We have our garden, our vegetable garden. We have a one Michelin star chef cooking only for our guests who are on Livanano. So there's mm. nobody living there except the guests. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we have a great group of people. Um, wealth people mm -hmm. and health-oriented people mm -hmm. coming to our estate and really enjoying it and um, don't want to leave. Yeah. It's called the gateway <laughs> to heaven. Okay. <laughs> That's yes. great. That sounds perfect. And uh, everything that you've just said is, is just piqued my interest and I am heading to the internet now to do all the Googling that I need to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, uh, again, folks, if you if you want to find out more about this, 90cwine.com, it's kind of just a cool story, a lot of fun, and uh, really kind of a, a lot of first to the industry. So we're really excited to see where this goes. And Gudrun, thanks so much for joining us here. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I've, it was a pleasure being here. And remember, life is too short to drink bad wine. That's right. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. And folks, thanks again for tuning in each and every week. And uh, looking forward to you joining thanks next for week because we've got some well great thoughts and ideas to share. But here's to living well in retirement and in life. And we will talk with you soon. Thanks for joining. That's 866-943-2351. And to find out more about Michael and the entire team at Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated.